Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Podcast. This week I chatted to David Duncan. We chatted about all things acting, getting into Mel Shakespeare, and touring with Shakespeare, mindset, and some fun rapid fire questions. So grab a coffee and enjoy. So welcome. Yeah, it's too easy. Thanks for coming on, saying yes. Thank you. Of course. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Are you back in Sydney? I am, yes. I am in Sydney right now because you're based in ah. Sydney, right? Yes, yes, I am. Yeah, I've been in Sydney um, about the last eight years now. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Because you're originally Thank from you. Queensland or Brisbane. Same. Uh, Queensland. <laughs> Queensland, there we go. No, no, it's a lot of people assume. Now, a lot of people, even my own friends, think that I, I grew up in Brisbane. I studied in Brisbane, but I actually grew up in Cairns, part of Queensland. Oh, nice. So, yeah, that that was my hometown right up until I was about uh, nineteen, and then I moved to Brisbane to study at QUT, and then yeah, as soon as that finished, I moved here to Sydney. Oh, amazing! So, well, we're going to talk about all of this because I'm excited to hear about this. Um, yeah, great. So let's start with you. However, you want to take this, just introduce yourself to whoever's listening. Um, who is um, David? Okay. <laughs> who Who am I? I'm a guy who can't set his camera properly. Um. <laughs> Who am I? Uh, well, yes, my name is David. Um, I am an actor uh, based in Sydney. Um, been, I guess, acting professionally for eight years, although I I used to do theatre and stuff beforehand, before that. Um, I studied in Brisbane at QUT, um, Bachelor of Fine Arts Acting. That was their acting degree. It's kind of, I guess, the equivalent of um, like NIDA and ACA here. Oh, They're yeah. the same, same, same degree. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I've, I've done primarily a lot of theatre work in Sydney. I've done a little bit of screen stuff, but um, by pure luck, I seem to find myself in theatre all the time, <laughs> which is fine. I'm, I'm not picky, I suppose. Uh, I've, gosh, where, what, else, what else is there about me? Um, I, I love I love soccer. I'm a massive soccer person, uh, which I feel like that's going to come full circle in oh. later topics. I feel like, yeah, no, it's it's I grew up in a big soccer background and I feel like that always really there's some weird connection between that and theater for me. Um, I mean, I don't know if that's that's probably going to be a very long winded conversation right. in itself, but um, but that's yeah. Anyway, that was like the first thing that came to me. It's like, yeah. I, I love my I love my football. That's like the other thing that I I like doing, um, aside from the arts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay, we're yeah. we'll circle back to that. We'll circle back. Sure. We'll like pin it, and then we'll come back to it. Sounds good. Um, what? So, in terms of acting, had you always wanted to be an actor? I mean, I don't know, if, like, or you know, would you always do like acting in school, or it kind of just happened? Yeah. Um. I. I think probably subconsciously I wanted to be an actor, mm -hmm. but I had no idea that you could do it as a living. Um, yeah. I, I mean, the, the more that I look back on everything that I've done, even way back in early primary school, uh, the more I think about it, I go, oh yeah, of course this kid <laughs> was gonna end up in the performing arts, of course he was. But, and I guess talking about soccer and football, but um, my, my father's a, football coach and I sort of grew up in a soccer environment growing up so there was a kind of like I wanted to play soccer as well I wasn't very good at least when I was a kid but as I grew up like I, there was kind of a, a, a you know a passion for it and I got better as I you know grew up but but during that I was also I just got more and more into performing and for some reason that that they're the only real things that kind of stick in my memory when I think of school, you know. Um, it wasn't until I think high school. Uh, I mean, because even in primary school, I was I was doing stuff. I mean, I wrote a play when I was twelve, you know. Like oh, there was I stuff that, that, but but I never. But again, it like never. I never thought that that was a thing. Um, but it wasn't until high school uh, when I started doing drama, and um, then I started to go, oh yeah, actually, I think I might be. I might be pretty good at this maybe you know or at the very least I'm certainly in my element and I feel yeah. really happy you know um I think yeah but it wasn't until I, I think I took two years after high school before 
I had the guts to even audition for an acting oh, school. Wow. Yeah. So, we, but I was still doing like, I was doing um, small theater companies, you know, school tours and things like that. I, I was associated with one of the local theaters. Um, I was trying to study some creative industries course for a year and a half. And the only subject that I really cared about was there. It was like an acting improvisation subject and it was once yeah. a week. Um, and out of everything that I did during that course, I mean, I didn't finish the thing, but um, that was the one that both terrified me and intrigued me the most. And um, no matter how much it scared me, for some reason, I just kept coming back to it. And I, um, I, I guess I was so interested in understanding what, what acting was. Yeah. Um, and, and I think at that point, growing up in Cairns, because it's not a very big town it's it's very yeah. it's very flat and very kind of spread out and it's it, it gets quiet when you start to at least for me it felt quiet once I finished school and then it was a certain point where I, I just really wanted to get out and wow. explore the world and um my drama teacher helped me kind of understand all right what are the avenues that I can take what are some pathways yeah. I can choose um I was interested in filmmaking a little bit as well at the time so I was doing a lot of like self-teaching of just oh, filmmaking amazing. techniques and things like that. Yeah, didn't, I feel like that's that's on hold for now, even after all these years. I think there's still a part of me that's yet to, yeah. I'm gonna come back to that at some point in my life. I know that directing will definitely be something that I'll be interested in. Um, yeah. But but yeah, no, uh, then yeah, I ended up auditioning for QT. It was the only one I auditioned for actually. I was oh, too wow. scared to audition for anything else. Yeah, I was. For real, I I had I I had what? a night audition lined up. I had VCA. I had uh, some other one as well. It didn't show up. I was <laughs> I was too, I was at that point in time. I was still very very. I was a very scared kid. I was like Stop I don't it. think there's so much self doubt, you know. But there's something kind of ironic about that because yeah. when I when I when I did show up, it's almost like the universe was kind of pushing me towards something because when I did audition for QT yeah. and the first lecture that I met during the first round we had this really long conversation uh that I think went for like 20 minutes and I hadn't even done the audition yet we were just chatting oh and there was something about that interaction um where I, I was just suddenly being really honest I I kind of went into the audition not really knowing what I was going to say and do um the, the audition itself was dreadful it was really well, like I mean, <laughs> it was very, you know, you, you don't, they are. if you're an, an 18 year old trying to do the libertine monologue, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone, you know, there's just like zero sexuality. Oh just, it was, it was just awful. But, um, but there was something about the conversations I was having with, um, he was the head of acting for third year. Yeah. And for some reason, he just, just the way that I won't, I won't mention his name in case I embarrass him, but um, yeah, no, I was just very honest about how I was feeling being in cans and feeling like I didn't have a sense of direction and yeah. yeah I don't know it just kind of came out and that was I think that was the thing that caught his attention and so then I went to do the final round because back then yeah. if you were in a rural school um you could basically jump all the the, um, the rounds oh. in between nice. just for convenience sake so they went look let's we'll, we'll move you to the final round and that's when they actually explained what they taught what their whole philosophy on acting was. And that's when I realized, this is before I even knew I was gonna get in. I was like, oh no, net, that's what I wanna learn. That's the thing that I, I wanna, yeah. you know. So it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of a blessing in disguise that I chickened out of something that didn't feel right, but actually this is where I want to be. Yeah. And and then I was, and then lucky enough to get in, um, which yeah, this, it was really a great, an amazing three year experience for me, you know. Yeah, and I did I learned amazing. I learned the things that I wanted to learn you know yeah yeah so. I I love that because I I mean I didn't go to drama school I went the different way but I did obviously audition for all of them as you do it's like a rite mm. of passage like I feel like every actor oh for sure for sure it. um yeah. but I actually chickened out of my WAPA audition I didn't turn up there was something about it where That's I was like yeah, I just, I don't know what yeah. it was. I went to NIDA, I went to the VCA ones, like all of them. And I remember the day before my WAPA audition, I was just like, I, I can't, like, I'm not going to do it. And I just yeah. go. So good to know someone else is like not showing up. Uh it's not the first time that I've, uh, like, like, like things have happened from 
chickening out of stuff. In high school, they were, they were doing their, every two years they do a musical and I'm not a musical person. Like I, I think musicals are probably my the least, yeah. I'm, I'm not very, you know, that's just not my style. Um, but I wanted to be a part of it because it was live performance, and Obviously. and there was one ro- there was one role in it that was non singing, and that was the villain. And I thought I was like, perfect, this <laughs> this is for me, like clearly. It. And and you know, the drama teacher knew that I was interested, but again, soccer got in the way, and I missed out on the auditions for it. But I showed up a week later yeah. to the uh, to my drama teacher. And I said, hey, I still want to be a part of this thing. Like, what can I do? And she's like, oh, look, we'll we'll, we'll put you in the chorus. I was like, okay, cool one day of rehearsal and I was out of there as soon as they asked me to sing I like dancing was fine but as soon as we had to like each person had to sing on their own and like try and figure out I was like that's that that's still the one thing I've yet to conquer in my like kind of acting journey is singing I will literally do anything else on stage (laughs) and I've done and I've done and I've done stuff on stage that yeah a lot of people probably wouldn't do but you're like singing um, how dare you but singing is yeah that that's I think I had some like childhood trauma with like trying to sing on stage I was in a choir in primary school you know so I probably could sing but I just yeah it's all but anyway long story short I so I bailed out of that and my drama teacher I was like look I still want to be a part of this thing but I don't want to do you know I don't want to do any music in a musical what what can I do she's like look, let's just make you part of the tech. You can be a follow spot operator. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but okay, that sounds fun. But cool, we're going to stick you up in a ceiling in the theater and you'll have a spotlight and you basically just chill up there and you just put, you just stick a light on people. I thought, cool. So that was fun. Did that, finished high school. The same drama teacher um, had, I think her her son was was working in um, in an illusion show in a nightclub in Cairns in the casino and that was my first job so they went oh you can do follow spot we need we we need someone like tonight to learn the cues for the show and I was like oh okay sure and so there I am yeah I'm doing this skill that I never thought I'd need or use and I I it was because of that job that helped fund me to get to uni so there you go yeah yeah really really strange and all of that happened because I chickened out of something. <laughs> so what is there is there a moral? I don't know. I feel I like know. there is. Because I like there's this whole, I don't know if you find it like in this industry where obviously if you back out or chicken out of something, it's like, oh mm. Mm, like you don't really want yeah. this. But sometimes you have to just be like, this is not for me and I don't want to do it. And like look at that story. Amazing things yeah. can happen. It wasn't meant to be. I think things things always work themselves out. I think. Right. Um, having said that, the things that I ch- I've chickened out of, I think, are always going to come back and haunt me until I take oh, them okay. on. And and I think ever since coming through uni, I started to understand when something scared me. Um, yeah. Says says a lot about who I am. And and I remember that addiction of going to a class that scared me before this before QT. This this yeah. lecturer that I the first acting training was this particular guy. He was a very scary man. But for some reason, I kept coming back. I mean, when I say scary, I mean, like, first day, I had to I have to catch I had to catch two buses just to get oh, to the uni no. campus. And they were the first buses on the on the, the, the actual route. And I was late by five minutes. We're talking cans buses, they weren't great back in, you know, oh. 10 years ago. Um, so I was late by five minutes, I walk into the class, everyone's already on their feet like doing vocal warm-ups in front of the guy and he his head just like snaps 90 degrees and he just screams at me and then I had to wait in the hall until he was ready yeah. to bring me in and then I had to do all my vocal tongue twisters and warm-ups and everything on my own in front of everyone oh. Oh my until God. he was satisfied now most people I think and, and people dropped out after the first two classes with that guy but for some reason there was an addiction of like this scares me this um I I almost failed the subject in the first couple of assessments too you know which is really funny um but there was something about his brutal way of teaching what truth was that got me really interested and by the time I finished that subject this was only one one semester um and yet it felt like a freaking lifetime um (laughs) 
but but by the time I got to the final assessment, um, and this is not a brag or anything, but like I ended up getting the top mark. Um, yeah. And I think I think there was it was almost like he he never told me what truth was. He just kept punishing me for for whenever I wasn't truthful until I figured it out on my own, and that was like the beginning of understanding what 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 acting is, you know. Yeah. So anyway, so talking about fear and such um yeah so going through uni and then coming out and then taking on certain projects if something in me if it scared me a little but there was an excitement behind it yeah. because I knew on the other on the other side of that fear I would be just a little freer you know then I would do it you know yeah. including nudity which I did I've done before which yeah was um there you go that's there yeah, that that was that that's was an scary. interesting experience yeah yeah like like 30 minutes straight just being completely clothesless in front of a, you know, in an 80 seat venue, yeah. really, really close. Um, again, like one of those, like nudity to me is not, is now no longer one of those like big scary mm -hmm. things to do. It's, um, I think the voice is far more exposing and vulnerable than your body, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, that, at least that, that's how I feel now. Um, you know, I, I'm glad I went through that process because it helped me kind of take a little bit more ownership on, you know, all, all the insecurities and everything like that. But vocally, like the voice says so much about a person, you know. So to, to I have so much admiration for musicians, particularly singers, because it's like that to me is so exposing. Um, and I'm sure one day I'll probably, you know, give it a, give it a red, hot, red hot go. Yeah. Well, I might have to like <laughs> use comedy as a way. Well, yeah, I've, that's it. It's, it's, it's now it's on, it's recorded. Yep, I've, it's there. I've declared it. <laughs> I'll probably have to use comedy as a as an in because yeah. I feel like as soon as as soon as I think of it not as singing as if I think of it as a comedic thing I'll probably get out of my own way but we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see it what happens true. I, I think singing is like I agree I dabbled in musical theater and I kind of started there mm. but yeah I mean even someone who does sing <laughs> I say that like because I don't sing as much now. anyway whatever it's a whole thing we're not going to unpack it um, but it is a vulnerable thing because I think in singing, people are more, compared to acting in my experience, they're more, people are more able to judge you and be like, that was good, that wasn't, or that was, so that's why it's scary because yeah. you're like, whereas, you know, but also it's the same in acting, people can be well, like, yeah. That's, I think that that was the problem I had when I was younger yeah. was, um, I was singing and yeah. apparently there was a music teacher when I was, I mean, when I was like, a kid was like no he's got a voice he's and but back then I didn't have uh you know I, I was a lot it wasn't that I was fearless I just didn't know any different I was just like yeah I'm just gonna sing because it's fun yeah. um and then as you get older your social pressure there's always that one kid who'll just you know yell something in the middle of a performance and you're just like no nah, that's it I'm there's that social anxiety kind of been put on you and my younger self decided yeah. to close off the you know it took it took uni to kind of reopen the vocal wow. cords again for myself just just for normal speech because there was a lot yeah. of like tension going on and it was interesting it's all psychological you know yeah. um but, you know but it, it is it is an incredibly primal thing too singing you know oh, which 100%. when we, we would do exercises in class that was all just like what they would call like a primal moan and it is literally just it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to sound good but it was just a sound that yeah. you know comes out and with that comes all your emotional you know stuff will just come Everybody. up naturally yeah um so you know i've got to be kind to myself like yeah singing is a scary thing but uh anyway we i'll i'll, I'll <laughs> one day i'll i'll do one it day. i'll do it one day It'll, yeah. but yeah. i agree i think but yeah, it's a very vulnerable, scary thing. So I totally feel you, even as someone who has trained in singing and has like pursued that, it's still, I'm like, Ugh. it just, it really takes one person to say something and you're like, all right, that's it. Bye. I'm done. Mm, like, mm. Which is, yeah. I get, like you kind of mentioned, it's a psychological thing. Um, and in the, I mean, let's go into mindset. How do you, what do you think of mindset and acting and the industry? Uh, it's it's a, well, it's, it's a fundamental thing, isn't it? I mean, I, I, a lot of what we, we looked at back at uni was mm. not so much mindset in that phrase, but it was all about understanding um, you and, and where your personal blocks are. And, yeah. and, but it wasn't, but it obviously wasn't until you, after I finished study 
that I started to pay a bit more attention to things like meditation, um, mm. you know, even things like yoga and stuff like that. Um, I I got introduced to think, you know, a lot of Eastern philosophies and things like that. And it's becoming a little bit, it's becoming more popularized now, you know, among in the Western yeah. world, it seems, you know, which is great, which is great. Um, I, I've sort of really made meditation a, a, a part of my routine now, you know, I'm sometimes I'll forget it for a few days or a week or two weeks yeah. or whatever, but then I'll always, you know, but I'll always feel the difference between meditating first thing in the morning and not. Um, and I've tried all different, you know, I've tried different kinds of things like that. Um, now I've gotten to the point where, and I think this happened during lockdown last year as well. There was a lot of oh, kind of, God. um, going back to basics and redefining how do I want to approach my work and how it's, you know, sometimes meditation techniques for me sometimes felt like yeah. I have to do it the way they say it. So I thought, right, what, what parts of the meditation do I enjoy? And I started remembering stuff we did back in class, you know, things like sensitizing, paying attention to five senses, yeah. just getting a sense of presence and, and what they called the being state, which is just doing no more or less than how you feel, um, which can be nothing, you know, which is, you know, where you want to be before you do any work, really. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's an easy one to forget. I, I forget it all the time, especially with tapes. You're sort of in that mindset of like, yeah. ah, it's an audition, you know, but the times that I have, um, let go that's a big one is letting go when, when i have actually yeah. taken the time to sit down and um i i do like eight minutes i i picked up this oh, wow. some someone had mentioned i i was listening on another podcast um that he he's like oh, i do eight minutes because it's just the right amount of time i thought hmm, that's interesting so i went so I, so I stole that and i was like all right eight minutes and i would give myself nothing to do to start with i was like, i'm just gonna sit here yeah. and and just sit for eight minutes and then I found myself doing the sensitizing exercises that we did in class so I would spend the first yeah. minute just listening and then and, and that to me was obviously the most is it such an important sense to have so I thought start with that one and just listen and just don't label anything don't go oh that's a bird or you know that's that's mm. the guy next door making too much noise um just hear it how far away is the sound how close is the sound and don't label it don't judge it just just hear it just do that after a while and then naturally i'll then move over to um to sense of touch and then it would just be things like you know how do my feet feel you know what yeah. where's the where's where's the heat on my skin um what can i feel you know if there's a breeze where what what parts of my body have tension where can you feel again not judging it not labeling it not trying to readjust just paying attention uh, then that would move to, you know, taste, you know, you would just kind of yeah. taste is an interesting one. Cause you, you can taste these really weird sensations yeah. in your mouth and they don't have labels half the time. You're just like, yeah. And so you're with your eyes closed, you're kind of going, you know, so there's you're having this whole conversation with your sense of taste. And then obviously you, the olfactory, you know, your sense of smell, which is kind of closely connected as well. Um, and then by the time I've hit my eight minutes, uh, I, my little alarm on my watch goes off and I'll look at my eyes and then I'll just, I'll finish with eyes. Cause I find myself an incredibly visual person to mm -hmm. begin with, but sometimes that takes over too much. Like I'll watch a film and not hear anything that they said. Cause I'm way too focused on what I'm looking at. Um, they actually have to have sub, I, I watch everything with subtitles oh, because, yeah, yeah <laughs> because I, I have to, because, because I'll miss information, you know, I've watched films 10 times and gone, oh, why, why have I never heard that piece of dialogue before? Because, yeah. you know, anyway, so I finished with the, uh, the site and, and that's a fun one because that, that really ties into the whole sense memory yeah. uh, kind of exercise of just observing what's the furthest thing you can see, what's the closest thing you can see if you're focusing on an you know you're not looking at a, at a thing just it's just shape and color you're just paying attention to where does the light come where does you know and you're just getting curious you're going back to that kind of childhood curiosity again and before you know it after eight minutes which you have dedicated just eight minutes of your time no other interruptions yeah. there's just this real sense of presence and you can feel your body kind of really you know um and whatever it is you were worrying about yeah. before that i mean yeah i sort of forget about it then the last thing i i do this is what I'm doing at the moment. This is kind of, you know, it might evolve Current in a month's time. Yeah. But then I'll, you know, especially if it's in the morning, 
um, I'll just list off, you know, I'll just count my blessings, you know, just five things that I'm grateful for. And I don't have to force them, just things that it could be so many. I'm grateful for this cup of coffee. You know, it could be just, it could be as simple as that, or it could be something as big as, you know, I'm grateful for my agent. Like I'm so grateful. And the repetition of at least five, uh, by the time you've gotten to the fifth one, it's you're sort of conditioning the mind to, to focus on that. And then, so I do it on my hand. So like one hand for the gratitude and then the other one, so that it's more forward thinking, what am I excited about? And, yeah. and that's, that kind of, again, ties into exercises that we were doing in class, you know, where you just, it's like kind of miserly. you repeat the phrase enough oh, yeah. times and eventually you will, you know, so I'm excited. What am I excited about? I'm, you know, again, it could just be something that's happening in an hour's time or it could be something, yeah. you know, I'm excited about, um, I'm excited about meeting this friend. I'm, I'm really excited about this play that's coming up, which is true. Like, you know, I've got a show coming up mid, mid year which Amazing. is always something that I always, you know, yeah, I'll, I will keep using that as part of my meditation yeah. until it no longer has that excitement. That's fine. I, and I would move on to the next thing, you know, um, and not judging that if, if I no longer feel like I want to say I'm excited about this thing, you know, there'll be days that I feel grateful for this, but this day I'm not focusing on it so much, but anyway, yeah. so that's my, that's my little eight minutes. Um, meditation for mindset and I do feel a difference when I do it and when I don't do it you know yeah I mean yeah it's I mean I'm gonna steal some of that um and try it steal thank from you. everything that's thank you that's one of the big one of the big <laughs> pieces of advice I was ever told by my acting coach was steal from everything steal from everything I love that but so you started in Bell Shakespeare after graduating is that that was the yeah that was the first yeah. job I, I managed to get which um yeah it was very very lucky uh it was it was right on the end of our showcase oh, in, wow. like we had come to sydney to do showcase um uh yeah it's a it's a fun story to tell yeah I, I we graduated and the next day they had asked for a couple of people to do very 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 last minute auditions for the players mm. um the, their school tour oh, yeah i uh yeah i i auditioned for that and at that at that point i was like <laughs> You know, again, I had no, like to me being in Sydney in itself was such a, you know, I felt like I wasn't wanted here. I didn't really feel a sense of belonging yet. Um, so I auditioned, I just thought, there's no chance I'm going to get this, but I like Shakespeare. So I'm just going to like, just give yeah. my all just, just for me. So I did. Um, and then like two and a half weeks went by and most, if not, I think not all, everyone got offers with agents and I was the only one who didn't um which you know that was probably the part of my ego that looking back was needed to be crushed so I was I was pretty mortified about that whole experience um because it was like yeah I came out of this like three amazing years and I was like yeah I'm ready to for the next the next step like I guess getting an agent will be exciting and then I'll figure out what to do from there and that didn't happen um so I was by myself in some weird backpackers hostel just you know trying to reach out getting nothing in return and 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 it got to this point and this is tying into the sort of mindset stuff we're talking about yeah. about letting go it was this is freaky but it wasn't until I think uh, two and a half weeks went by and I wasn't even paying the accommodation I couldn't afford it my, my my poor mother was was paying like four days at a time she called me up and said look I can pay for another four days to keep you there just in case something comes up and I'd hit rock bottom I said mom I am I'm done I'm so done I just gave up and I said, you know what? I'm here for a couple more days. I'm going to go to the beach. Haven't bothered to go and enjoy myself. I'm just yeah. going to go to the beach. And I, I shit you not, the like the moment I hung up and was about to walk out the door, Belle Shakespeare called me, and they went, "Oh, hey, um, you didn't, uh, you didn't reply to our email we sent you last week." I was like, "Uh, what email?" And they said, "Oh, isn't your email, um, you know, something's something at live.com?" I was like, "Dot au." you you oh. dot, dot au you didn't uh you didn't you didn't put the extension at the end I mean, oh sorry my mistake well anyway we'd like to offer you a 12-month contract with um the players uh so yeah if you can get back to us you know and i just i i, I was absolutely gobsmacked because oh. i thought to myself now i could you could you can interpret that in a million ways you're like well they're gonna get in touch with me anyway but i really really think that it was like the universe was just waiting for me to stop fucking trying yeah. you know and it was like waiting, waiting, waiting. And then when I finally just stopped caring about 
what other people thought, not having an agent, not this, that. And went, there you go. And so that started, yeah. So that was my first job coming wow. into to Sydney, which was a great, a wonderful experience um, that, you know, helped me kind of get, get in, uh, used to Sydney, Sydney life and things like that. It made me connect with wonderful actors that I still talk to today, yeah. you know. And um, Bell was a lovely company to work for. They they were yeah. so welcoming and so so warm. Um, and I learned a lot on that tour as well, just just from doing the yeah. same Shakespeare text. I think we did two hundred to two hundred and fifty shows uh, wow. in total. So we had three three different shows. So yeah, like each one got at least hundred and fifty hundred. Wow. I don't know. I'm, lot. I journaled each and every one of them too. Wow. <laughs> I, I, for some reason, I still journal to this day, but I, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't taking the shows for granted. Again, I was still in that kind of student mindset. I wanted to really like take everything in. Yeah. Um, so I would, so I would note little details of each show that happened. Maybe it would have just been like the school that we went to, or if there was a certain moment that happened, you know, um, but boy, repeating it, it, people who are afraid of rehearsals, I'm like, nah, the more you repeat something, the more you beat it into submission, yeah. you will find some really golden moments. Um, and that's what happened. The, like, the version of the show when we started, you know, wow. to, to then, like, midway through, to then, like, going to this weird place of, like, we were so, I was, like, half asleep for a couple of them because it was, like, 9 a.m. Yeah. shows. <laughs> And then there were ones where, like, you're doing the Romeo and Juliet uh, tomb scene in a classroom, and the, the 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 classroom phone goes off right before you're about to, like, oh you know, kill yourself. Uh, and those were like the best moments. They were like the best lessons that I could have possibly had because it. I was trying so freaking hard because I was so, you know, I I was like, yeah, I felt I think I was the youngest in the the, the, the team, and I was like, I want to you know, keep up with everyone else. I want to show that I can, yeah. you know, but then this phone would just ring in the middle of the scene and everyone would just crack up laughing. And I broke the scene too, not like didn't laugh or anything, but I just kind of dropped it and just embraced the comedy of it. And, and then it disobligated me. And then all of a sudden yeah. I went back into the scene and then all the vulnerability, which I couldn't get for months, all of a sudden came up. It's like, there was all these little yeah. lessons that kept coming to me, which is like, just let go, stop fucking caring about yes. getting it right um so that seems to be the common theme throughout all of this and and really, i think shakespeare yeah. and and shakespeare as well just as sort of going into that topic i suppose um what i've really loved about because it's because it's it's really been a part of my life even since starting in high yeah. school midsummer night's dream was the first play i ever did oh uh, or, or the first yeah the first shakespeare at least when i was like 16 and it seems fitting that particular play, yeah. you know, I feel like, I feel like I, I was anointed with the, the magic flower myself and I've been under the spell ever since, you know, and it's, yeah. we ended up doing the, the same play in, in uni and I'm working on an adaptation at the moment of that play. And um, there's something about yeah. that play, but anyway, um, I think what's been so great for me with Shakespeare is uh, it exposes you as an actor. Yeah. It really does teach you about the parts of your craft that need work. Um, it raises you onto another level of performance. Yeah. Um, anyone who's scared of Shakespeare often says something about where perhaps you need to work on because it is a very, very useful tool. People go, ah, oh, but I'm not a Shakespeare actor. That, that's that, that's yeah. not a thing. That's not a thing at all. Um, I was not a Shakespeare actor. You, you, know what, you know what the first note I ever got? Oh, uh, in second year, yep, the first time we did Shakespeare, I was doing Iago in Othello. And I opened my mouth, I think I said all but three lines, three words rather. And I was stopped. I was just like, stop, stop, stop. David, you are the perfect example of a method actor doing bad Shakespeare. That was my first note going into my first Shakespeare what? class, right? So again, this is just like that really scary lecture. It was like, well, fuck you I'm gonna do better then for some reason yeah. I was like I, I, I could have I could have just walked away from that and gone well Shakespeare's like, not my thing which a lot of actors do say that they go like, well Shakespeare's not my thing you know clearly like I'm a naturalistic actor I'm a film actor no trust me everyone should try Shakespeare at least twice don't you know because heightened language yeah. forces you to 
you can't bring height and language down to your naturalistic level. You have to meet that. And, and everything in Shakespeare is not larger than life. It's as large as life. So, you know, owning words and owning where the breath sits in the text, all of that stuff um, and finding choices that actually have to match that. It's all part of the, the lessons, you know, for the actor. Um, and I'm still working on it to this, you know, there's still yeah. things that I've yet to really master. Um, but yeah, like I say, it, it exposes the, you know, in a good way, it exposes the things you need to work on. Um, so, and always have a Shakespeare monologue up your hand. Always have oh, one yeah. ready, I think. I've heard yeah. some interesting stories of, you know, someone just, you know, they're, they're casting and they can't decide between two people. And they go, just, just give us a Shakespeare monologue just <laughs> oh, to God. see how yeah. not not even because it's a Shakespeare monologue just to see you you know how do you own a completely different language it is yeah. it feels like a different language you know that, um, that's the thing yeah it does and yeah. I think that's yeah it's so true I I yeah I I loved I mean I loved Shakespeare when I was at school I was like that nerd that mm. was like I just loved it there was something about it it's just so beautiful um yeah but everyone around me was oh, like, it was oh but I was like, no. Unfortunately, schools don't do Shakespeare justice. Yeah. Um, if I mean, I, I've done, apart from Bell Shakespeare, I also did another small three-month um, school tour. And the conversations were all the yeah. same. You know, ki if kids actually knew what some of Shakespeare, like, lesser-known plays were about, um, yeah. they, would, they would be all over that, you know? I mean, it's stuff you can't really teach in school. But yeah, unfortunately, it's being taught in English and there's not enough exposure to live performance. Yeah. Or, you know, it, and it is, it is tough. It's tough to teach. I feel, I feel really sorry for, you know, English teachers um, because I don't know why Shakespeare has this stigma of like, oh, boring. It's the least boring thing you could learn <laughs> in school. Like if only you knew. Um, and, and thankfully I, I got to see Shakespeare performed and got to actually I think I actually performed yeah. Shakespeare before I learned it in English so I didn't know anything about pentameter or anything like that oh when God, I first never. started but but I think it was just the general theme of love and magic and all this sort of stuff you know kind of yeah. just got me hooked but if, if if we had done Macbeth or something it probably would have had the same effect you know it oh, would yeah. have just been like I, I don't know what this language is but my god it, it's there's amazing. something so <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, as a, as an angsty teenager, I can express myself. Holy hell. Like, um, yeah. and that's what it, yeah, no, it really, it, drama was really good for that, you know, but yeah, I, I wish, yeah, I was very passionate about that when we were touring schools. It was, I just yeah. wanted at least one kid to feel like, um, that Shakespeare wasn't boring. And we had some amazing little moments with, there were certain students, I'll never forget them. There was one particular one. Um, yeah. Oh boy, you couldn't write this stuff. It was like the whole school was in their like hall or like outdoor area, whatever it was. You know, they all had to be there. So half of them didn't really care. But yeah. I remember before we, as we were setting up the show, there was this one kid, you know, long hair, headphones in. You could tell by his body language, just really introverted, didn't want to bar of anyone. You know, he, he was filling up a water bowl and the teacher was like, hi, so-and-so. And just nothing, just wasn't responding. He's like, eh, okay. He sat in the center at the back in his own separate chair everyone sat on the floor but he was like so far removed from everyone he sat on a chair and just right at the very back anyway we did i think it was romeo and juliet it might have even been hamlet um which uh, yeah because it was for the older kids and we took questions at the end um and it just blew my mind his hand just kind of went up first this kid who just said nothing all day it was like how do you get into the thing how do you get into what you do and I just like we all, all of us looked at each other and just went, "Wow, there's there's the kid that we changed his mind." Uh, and he came and talked to us after. Like suddenly, it just like opened up this thing in him wow. that he was seeing. You know, he could obviously was uh, I kind of identifying with either the characters or just us as people and watching yeah. us kind of, you know, we're just in a school space, but we're completely committing to these stories. You know, yeah. and yeah. I, I think that's what I was attracted to when I was in school too. You know, I saw my first play and I just went, oh God, I want to be on that stage right there with them. This, yeah. Yes. 
Um, yeah. There was lots of those kind of moments in, during that school tour. They were very rewarding, you know. And that's oh, why that's I journaled beautiful. them because I was like, I did, I didn't want to forget those 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 moments, you know. Yeah. So. Oh, oh, I got goosebumps yeah. from that. That's so like it's, it's <laughs> you know, like it's so inspiring. Like you know, you're just you're yeah, no, it was. Lives. <laughs> like. Yeah, I know wow. it sounds kind of corny, but but it's yeah, but hey, like it happened to me, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they they were they was I I. I vaguely remember um people touring to our school doing performances and half the time they go over your head you sort of go oh whatever like we're not in class today cool but I remember enough to go hey that looks like a lot of fun (laughs) these guys are doing this for a living this is cool (laughs) Um, so yeah it obviously obviously left an impression on me because I don't feel like I've grown up since you know I'm still yeah I'm still that kid (laughs) playing around and there yeah 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 that's right I remember seeing those I think they were like they weren't Shakespeare but they were like you know the ones that come in about bullying yeah 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 yeah. and I mean everyone was like oh but I was there I remember there was one and I was like this is kind of cool like I don't know what and at that age I didn't know what that what like I was like Mm. adults but there there's a show like that's Mm. amazing but yeah it does something to you some of us there's if if you're lucky enough as an actor to um to get one of those gigs yeah. uh, whether it's Shakespeare or whether it's one of those particular shows um I tell you what talking about like conquering fear school audiences are I, the mm. most brutal audiences you will ever encounter and if you and again doing it for the players taught me so much about that as well I got so fearless in front of these kids because they will tell you if they don't believe you like you'll hear it from them do you know what I mean it was a real it was almost like the ghost of that lecturer had come back and was like possessing all these kids and he was still drilling this idea of truth into me, you know? Um, but it was true. Like, and and a spe- there was a particular age bracket that were very good at it because first of all, they didn't want to be there, but you knew mm. that if you were absolutely owning believable Shakespeare, uh, their whole body language shifted, you know, you the, the yeah. front row just kind of crawled closer to you. Um, and and I remember when we bombed. I remember when there were bits that just weren't landing. Um, and then and then understanding the audience as well, and going, I know they're going to respond better with these choices. You know, not pandering to them, but um, but not trying to. You know, when the, you know, when shows kind of feel a bit corny, you know, when you oh, feel like yeah. you're trying to like get hit with the kid. When you start to like tailor your choices a little more yeah. and go, right, who am I performing this to? You know um does it work to go full-blown you know uh yeah screaming Stella you know from the bottom of the staircase no but maybe it works better to just keep it simple in this moment it was you know that kind of stuff um but yeah by the end of that tour I was like I don't care about what audiences think or feel I nothing will scare me now so if you have if you're lucky enough you're lucky enough to do those tours do them um because yeah they're, they're, they're the brutal acting lessons kids. in itself just, those audiences kids yeah I, I mean it's do. rewarding them then, then when you do the primary school audiences I mean they, they love you they oh. just <laughs> they, it doesn't matter what you do you know like we our show was silly it was fun but it was like the most exhausting show of oh the three God. that we had to do but but we would always come out of those primary school shows just so chuffed with ourselves because all you had to do was like make a fart joke or fall over and those kids <laughs> thought you silly. were they they thought you were like the greatest thing ever, you know, yeah. and and so that you get you get a little bit of redemption through those kids, and 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 then the older ones, the year eleven and twelves, uh, were really great because they obviously had to study you, had to study the, the plays. Right. They were they they had passed that maturity level, you know, like they were too cool for whatever. They didn't have time for that anymore. You could kind of sense it, and they were you know they maturing as well, and they're watching you know, older actors um tackling mature themes and the you know it's probably things that they're just discovering for themselves and um you know and they sort of going into that moment where they're trying to decide what they want to do and there are a few people who were would come up to us talking about acting so their attention was a little more there and they were a lot more um forgiving and loving and wanting the show to go well and all that kind of stuff the questions were really informative um but yeah yeah, so there was, was great, interesting relationships with all those different types of age brackets, you know. Yeah, that's so um, fascinating. Because there oh, was yeah. definitely an age of like bracket where I mean, even sometimes when I 
when I go to this like the store and like school's just finished mm. there is a certain like age group of kids that I'm like I'm intimidated by and I'm like I'm an adult but oh I, yeah there's something about them I'm like you're a judge of me and you could probably bully me right now <laughs> like and I'm older because they are they they are invincible that's <laughs> <laughs> they're invincible you can't beat them exactly you can't it doesn't matter what comeback you come up with. If they if they call you something and you're like, yeah, well, blah. And they're like, no, they've always got one up, you know. So the only way to win their respect is being absolutely authentic and honest and own your sh- own your shit. Own your shit. And that's what own we it. did. When we own when we owned our shit, wow. they went, Okay, now you've got our attention. Right. They're like, yeah. Every- All right. Stop trying. Stop trying. Stop trying. Just you know. Yeah. What a lesson. What a lesson. Letting go. It's all same yeah. lesson it just keeps coming up yep it's a theme frozen here. stole it <laughs> yeah they, they really did <laughs> so, yeah um okay i'm gonna ask you some little fun questions before we wrap up sure so let's do okay it. okay if a movie was made of your life what genre would it be and who would play you um oh good question <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm only I'm laughing because um, when I say who what actor would play me, I oh god I get told that I that certain actors look like me or I look like certain actors. Some are flattering and some not so flattering. So this is what I would do. Okay. Um, I would the genre would change every act, right? Oh, I would set okay. up. The, I would set up the film. Yeah, I'd set up the film. I don't know what order. Maybe you'd set it up as a comedy first. And then it would like switch over to like horror, just like a real palette yes. cleanser. And then and then we would move into like action. And then we would go, we'd finish off in drama or something like that, right? Just a total why not? Just like an array of genres. And the actor playing me would change in each one as well. So That's I'd amazing. start with yeah, I'd I'd start with the least flattering. I've, um, I'd start with Steve Buscemi, who is an amazing oh actor, but people often say I look like him. I'm just like <laughs> conflicted because he's because I actually really like his work, but it's like I know what you act. Shut. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fuck you. Um, and then some people said Robert Downey Jr. I'm like I don't believe that, so we'll put that in in uh, we'll put that in the horror genre. Why not? Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see that. And there's a couple of other actors that people mentioned, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll go through a casting process. I think by that point, you know, oh, I might get an, un, an un, I'll get an unknown actor in there as well, probably. Make them a star. Um, yeah, yeah, and um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that would be that would be my film. I, the title would would be um, would just be like clusterfuck. That would that would be the name. <laughs> Because that's sometimes what it feels like being in my my head. Um, I mean, the title alone, I would buy tickets to that. <laughs> like, too. Yeah. I would be like, but but yes. you'd spell you you you'd spell it so that you don't have to censor the word. You'd, you'd be clustered like P H U Q U Q. Yeah, it'd be a foreign film. Hence, hence all the hence all the change of genres. Yeah, but it'd all be in black yeah. and white because I love black and white. I love I've black and white cinema. Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I started doing like just all black and white stuff. I love it though. It's I I love I'm a soft spot for a black and white moment. Like Yeah. Speaking it. of which, I actually just watched I watched Roma last night for the first time. Oh have you seen Roma? No. My my God, that is a beautiful piece of cinema. Oh, oh my what? goodness. I ha- highly recommend jump jump on Netflix. I think it won best foreign film last oh. year, year before last uh okay, I do do yourself a favor. I cried like a baby at one particular bit I won't say what it is but I it's been a long time since a piece of cinema has like made me made me weep um it's just so beautifully done and then you watch the behind the scenes straight after then you get massive respect for that director Alfonso I can't pronounce his last name very well unfortunately uh Ooh, anyway okay. yeah black and white film it's all, it's all in black and white it is it is amazing okay, i okay. really what piece of advice did you not take that you wish you did um uh um stop giving a fuck that's a yeah. good one i agree stop giving a fuck yeah that's yeah. the first one that comes to mind yeah uh, i think that that encapsulates everything it's i think it captures the whole conversation <laughs> it's just yeah let it go yeah, stop, stop giving a fuck, fuck. exactly yep. um would you act differently if you knew you wouldn't be judged um just in general like now and today like 
just, this point in time? And, just, yeah, just would general. I would I would I act different? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think I would. I, I go through weird waves. I go through up and downs of not caring and then, and then being yeah. very subconscious. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I think, I mean, we're always acting, aren't we? You I know, mean, it's, we, you know, but, but it's as long as you are constantly in pursuit of self-honesty, you know, and, and being honest with yourself, yes, yeah. you will put up facades in certain situations and stuff. That is all part of the survival of act that's what acting is everyone's really acting all the time um but as long as you're aware of it at least if you're aware of it that's a start yeah yeah um and last question what's a trait that you dislike in other people oh gosh (laughs) uh that's a trick question because it's like if i dislike a trait in someone i mean (laughs) that probably that probably says a lot about me well yeah it is it's it's like a bit of a mirror thing it's like if i don't okay but let's okay let's let's think um uh admitting that you don't know what you don't know people who don't people who don't have the um the ability to go i don't know you know and admit they're wrong or not not even wrong well they were just because there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of everyone's kind of pushing their ideas and opinions of things but no one really sits back and goes you know what I actually don't know everything and that's okay but so you know what I mean so just to kind of humble your thoughts a little bit I never Um, thought about that but yeah that's true um you made it we did it we did it we did it the little podcast yeah (laughs) that was fun thanks for having me thanks for coming on thanks for chatting that was of course learned so much about not giving a fuck in Shakespeare so <laughs> yeah I, I I mean if you got anything out of that conversation I'm so grateful for it because I was thinking before the the interview I was like oh boy is it what am I what, what's going to come out of this this mouth of mine but uh no I it was nice talking about some of the previous things that I've done you know particularly Shakespeare Shakespeare is just like in the forefront of my mind right now which is which is great yeah thanks for listening to the coffee chat podcast feel free to follow on instagram at coffeechat.podcast and share the love you're awesome and i hope you have a great day night or afternoon wherever you are and i'll see you in the next episode